Welcome again to Men of Impact. We're so glad for you to be here with us. Um, men from all over the city of Buffalo come together to just talk about us, talk about men issues. We're so grateful for all the men that are here. And uh, I am Garney Davis, a pastor here in the city of Buffalo. And um, I'm the facilitator of Men of Impact. We're so grateful for uh, Jason Macklin, the owner of Sinclair's, who allowed us to be here to, uh, for two years now and counting uh, to come together uh, once a month, sometimes twice a month, to just talk and just help one another as men. And so um, what I'd like for you to do, if um, the men that are here, just give your name if you desire to, and then we'll just, uh, first name is good. Uh, good evening, my name is Damien. This is my first time being here at uh, Men of Impact meeting. What Men of Impact stands for, I think, is tremendous. It's something that's definitely needed, especially in our community, so I'm happy to be here. Good evening, I'm Joel, and I'm happy to be a part of Men of Impact. Uh, good evening, Angelo, and I'm also excited and enthusiastic about finding a little bit more about Men of Impact. Okay, my name is Brian. I've been here before, and I'm happy to be back. Always a pleasure being around some good brothers. My name is Anthony Moore, 23 years old, first time I'm in the Impact. My name is Matthew Durden. It's great to be back in the meeting. Uh, looking forward to this, uh, this session. So we're so excited for you to be here. And um, one of the things, man, I've just been uh, coming across and seeing, uh, not just in our city, but just abroad, um, young men, um, and I'm really talking from 13 to, to some 30-year-olds, men, when you talk to them and you ask them, you know, where, where are you going in life? You know, what's your plan? What's your, what's your vision? And so many of them don't have vision, man. And, um, you know, the, the scripture says, you know, for without a vision, the people perish, you know. And so let's, let's talk about vision today. And you guys, when you, when you come across uh, someone, and I'm going to speak for myself, I come across and I say, you know, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I'm doing well. You know, they, they recognize me, acknowledge me as a pastor, um, you know, as a reverend. And what I do, I walk the streets, man. And so, you know, I, I walk up on them and they, you know, what's up, Rev? And, you know, we kicking it. And, you know, they about to roll their stuff and they see me, they put it back, put it away for a minute. And, you know, I ask them, you know, I, I talk the real questions. I ask the real questions. You know, uh, you know what, what you going to do with your life? Where you going? You know, as parents, when we have kids in there, they're, they're in high school, 10th grade, they now start have to thinking about, okay, you're going to college, and what do you want to be? You know, we start having those conversations with them. But there are a lot of young men, young women, who don't have someone having that right conversation with them. And I believe part of that is because maybe the parent never had a vision. Maybe that parent never had a goal. Maybe that parent never had a mentor. And so now the cycle is just repeating. And so when you ask, when you ask a 30-year-old, that's a man to me, at 30 years of age, you know, what's going on in your life? And I still don't know. That's scary to me. That's scary. Like, what, what, what do we do? What happened that at the age of 30, you don't know where you're going and what you're trying to accomplish in life and what's your vision um uh and and sadly some of them you know at 30 years of age multiple kids multiple girls you know mamas baby mamas in their lives and and so okay no how, how, how do you plan on taking care of them what type of future are you preparing for them what type of legacy will they carry on for you you know we're supposed to leave an inheritance for our children's children 
And so when you come across these young men and women with no vision, I don't, it, it, it really, it's scary to me because I understand the teenager. Now you, you got them fresh, but when you're talking grown men and women with no vision, you know, that's, that's, that's a problem. And so, um, and so, you know, uh, when we look at vision for our own lives, at some time or point, we had to say, okay, wait a minute. This is what I'm about to do. This is where I'm going. And whatever professions you're in, you know, um, truth of the matter is, man, um, the call of my life to be a pastor, I knew as a child. I didn't get serious till I was 29. You understand what I'm saying? So I did everything I wanted to do, and I never worked towards my vision till I got till I got old, till I really got serious. And so, how many of them walking around and don't realize this is the time to get serious? This is the time while you're young to get focused, stay in school, accomplish the goal. And so, um, um, when you look at the prisons. You know what I mean? Um, some of them that listen, I'm not going to live to be 21. I'm not going to live to be 25 and really prison saved their life. You know what I mean? So so let's let's talk about that, man. What's your thoughts on a person, young man or woman without without vision? You know, uh, one of the old gentlemen told me, he said, a man without vision is open game because I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And you, you never you never pinpoint where you're going. You never you never put a strategy together to accomplish that goal that you're trying to accomplish, that vision, that that dream, you know. And so uh, let's let's talk about that vision, vision. How, how do we function without vision? Well, to your point, um, it's generational and it has to do with environment. A lot of people don't have confidence. Um We've lost our ability to dream. A lot of people don't dream no more. I think that have a lot to, to do with vision. And I think we, we, we set our sights low instead of big. So a lot, a lot of people, they, they think that there's a lot of things that they, can, that they can't do, but they can do it if they just apply themselves. But it's hard when you don't see that, you know. You don't see the worker or you don't see the people that's, doing good all you see is drug dealers you see all the negative so at some point you become a product of your environment and then after so many years if you ain't got nobody teaching you you just fall into the trap i mean i think that what we need to do is we we need to dig a little deeper okay it's societal look at look at the things that our society promote okay we promote drugs we promote violence okay we Right now, we're becoming a society of, I'm going to say, almost like zombies. Because, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not bashing our government or anything. But what I am saying is that they're allowing us to ascertain all of these pleasurable things. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, even, even we got a young man here. Right now, you have something called social media. If a 10 year old kid has a cell phone, it's nothing but a computer. That 10 year old kid has access to porn. That 10 year old kid has access to anything in this world. When we were all 10 years old, we didn't have access to that. We had an opportunity to grow. And right now, they don't have that opportunity. They're experiencing things that we never experienced at 10 nine, eight years old. That's impactful when it comes to our development, when it comes to, especially as African-American men and women. You have young girls that are wearing hardly any clothes. You have, they had, again, sex, 
little kids talking about sex. I, I, you know, I've been, I was, I worked in uh, at East High School a few years back, and you had young men and women jumping on chairs and, and taking their and, and and exposing themselves in school. That's supposed to be a safe place. It's not a safe place anymore. So what we have to do as men of impact and our women is we have to guide our women. Women, they want to be guided, but we have to be men and guide them. What we're doing is our women are taking care of our young men. They need a place to live. They need a place to lay their head, and they're getting it. So there's a lot of different avenues that we can approach when you, when you ask that question, but I'm just kind of throwing out a couple, mm -hmm. and I'm sure as, as the dialogue continues, we'll, we'll kind of focus on a few of them. Man, that, that's, that's powerful because the, the, the both the both of you said something about the environment, the culture, but also, brother, you, you said something about kids nowadays, even younger than 10, can operate a cell phone. And I remember as a kid, summertime come, boy, go outside. <coughs> Ain't nothing to do. If, think of something. So we had to create something to do. That's where the milk crate came from. We played basketball. Oh. Right? <laughs> I remember, and I was never good at. They used to play marbles, man. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, we we had to use our imagination. And nowadays, they now you look at the young person. I'm not going outside, but they'll sit in front of a computer or on that phone for hours, for hours, and have not gained no knowledge, nothing that's going to benefit them, nothing that's going to help them in life. And so that's a, that's a great point that. That could the lack of vision today because be the product of them never developing an imagination, never being groomed to dream big. All right, let's comment on that because that, that's great. So the same way when we were coming up, like you said, we would go outside and we had to use our minds to kind of entertain, or entertain ourselves. We didn't have the cell phones and the iPads and some of the luxuries now that we kind of... Uh, provide to our children to make us feel like we're 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 doing better financially than maybe where we came from but i i used to call the guys that work for me i used to call them my my microwave generation because they would see me pull up and they would be like oh man i want i want to get your car and i was like i just hired you last week you're just stocking groceries i've been working since i was 16 i'm 40 years old you got to work up to this they didn't want that oh you where, where you live at oh i live in north buffalo oh i'm, I'm gonna buy a house near you you absolutely can but what's your plan to get there? And that's where they were falling short. I, let me just piggyback onto that. I, I think part of our responsibility, regardless of the degrees or the jobs that we currently have now, is to get this younger generation to understand the process. That it's important that you know how to sweep this floor. It's important to do, to no matter what that lowest job is at that company, it's important to know how to do that and work your way up to that. And just like you said, that microwave generation, we want everything right now. It, it doesn't, I think in many cases, some of these young folks think that they could, if we handed them the keys to the operation, that they could run it. They don't see what it really takes. They don't see, they see the, the glitz and the glamour. They see the house, the car, they see the outside portion of it. They don't see the 18 hour days and appreciate it. And the same notion that when the man who pushes the broom doesn't show up, I can go do that. No problem. Because it makes the operation go. Part of, part of that, that hope and vision is to 
actually get someone to, to understand that, you know what? There is some importance in taking that job at McDonald's and showing up every day. That, you know what? Yeah, they said you got to be there at 5 o'clock. It's important that you're there before 5. Work doesn't start at 5. You're there before 5 to be ready to work at 5. You know what? The, yeah, they have you working late hours. They have you working a different shift every week. Yeah, yeah I'm going to test you to figure out, are you willing to be flexible with what I'm giving you? Because, yeah, it's cold out. We live in Buffalo. I still need you to be here. It doesn't change because it snowed. Can you make it through these four seasons and still show up and, and so that I can promote you to the next level? It's, it's easy enough to tell these, these young brothers and sisters that you can have what, what I have through hard work, but are we willing to take, take them to that McDonald's who we know the owner or the manager at and say, you know what? This young brother or sister needs a break. I'm willing to vouch for him. But then the same notion that young brother or sister to show up again a day after day, week after week after week, where they're not giving me any responsibility. Again, just to show them that, you know what? You, you need to show up. Show up, show out, and keep going. And keep going in from that McDonald's job. And maybe you get a job at a supermarket. And from a supermarket to a, a bank. And from a bank to so on. Just It's important for that, that, that lower job so that you can handle that, that $10 an hour job. Then I can give you that $100 an hour job. Because if I give you the $100 an hour job, you'll be done in the day. So I just wanted to add on to the, to the vision, that vision piece that I, that I heard that I had walked in on. Uh, about um, um, like, like kids not really going outside to play and things like that anymore and it's 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 an amalgam of things it's not I don't it's not just like um you know kids just don't go outside and play anymore right so like I got a five-year-old and I often want my son to go outside and play you know in the area that I'm at I think it's, it's cool that he could probably go in the yard or go in the lot behind the house and play but look at the state of where we are Right. Uh, a black kid, kid, he's five. He can't go outside and play by himself. Right. So then him and my niece together, that's 10 because they five together. That's 10 years of experience between the two of them. So that's a part of them not being able to go outside. So what is the culture of what we do inside as black people? Right. For white people, for Europeans, the, the culture of being inside was to cozy up in the nook with a book. That's not what we do. So what does the kid do? The kid is somewhere learning how to eavesdrop way better to listen to mommy conversation because likely daddy's not around. So I'm going to sit over here in the cut and I'm going to listen to this conversation and I'm going to pretend to be grown when I get the opportunity to be a kid, for one. And then for two, I think that, that adds into the imagination or vision perspective the same because now all the kid wants to do is figure out how to be you. The kid is never trying to adopt their own imagination and using me as an articulate piece of themselves, not themselves. I might be an integral piece to show you into showing you who you are, but I'm not you. You get what I'm saying? And then when you come from the environment that I come from, from he come from those inner city environment, how many examples do you actually have of something that you want to be? You know what I mean? So even if I wanted to be like, because nurses is viable in the, in, the hood, in the hood, right? So you see girls go out and be nurses all day and they work hours and hours on out. Some some nurses get paid little, some, some nurses get paid decent, right? So in my mind, I'm like, well, shit, I'll be a nurse. What do you think my friend said once I said I wanted to be a nurse? So you see what I'm saying? It's not that the kids are lacking vision, it's that we get to, we feel like we get to choose what we think is best for you. If a young man come in here and say, I want to be a prize-winning cheerleader, we, we won't support that. 
We're not going to put our money together and endow a scholarship for that young man. You see what I'm saying? So we can't ask for somebody to have a vision and then not support the vision that they come up with. As parents, right? We, if we look at how we, we raise our own kid, um, what do you want to be? I've seen parents block their kids, block their dreams because, oh no, I don't want you to leave Buffalo. I've seen that. I see coding right now, right? Coding is a big thing for kids, for problem solving, learning, engagement, learning. And there's a lot of parents that be like, that I talk to right now, they'd be like, I don't think my daughter can handle that. I want to take her out. It's, she like, oh, I wanted to take her to Charles Drew because that's where she said she wanted to go, right? She like, we went there. She liked the fossils and all that, the beakers. But she was like, I think that's still too much for her. So everything that your baby girl is saying that she wants to reach for, you're taking away. Thank you for listening to this episode from the Men of Impact Vision. Please continue to listen to other episodes. Stay focused.